0: What's up podcast world and welcome to the Brain Hustle Podcast where myself and other leading experts in learning drop geeky gems on you to learn anything faster. I'm your memory and speed reading coach, Jordan Harry. The ability to learn anything faster is a superpower and will transform the way you learn and think. Remember, time is the only thing you cannot get back. It is precious, so waste it wisely. What's up podcast world, it's Jordan Harry your memory and speed reading coach, episode two, part two, with my favorite and our first guest, Naomi, our emotional coach. Now, if you remember from part one, we explored why it's okay to feel sad, why you don't always need a reason. Well, now in part two, we're going to be looking at, well, how do you actually regulate your emotions? What do you do when you find yourself losing control, especially during high pressure, high stressful, conversations where conflict may arise if and when you say the wrong thing and as i found as soon as you become emotional you start losing so in this episode it's probably the most important one so don't worry about listening to part one if you're here stay here because you're going to find out what you need to do when you find yourself losing control
1: self-emotion coaching and action so pause and tune for empathy so actually that's another really question is how would I respond to somebody else reacting the way I'm reacting? So you know when one of my kids flips, I reach in and I hold them because that's what they need in that moment. Maybe, depending on why they're flipping or what caused it. And so um actually so when I'm flipping, what do I need? Actually I need to just stop for a minute and recognize what I'm feeling and that it's okay and i've written down here there is no such thing as bad emotions um all emotions tell us something tell us what's happening tell us what we're feeling they inform us of what we need so so you know people say oh my goodness i feel so sad all the time well actually sadness is not a bad emotion it's a difficult emotion um you know the same with with disgust and fear and anger they are not easy emotions to carry but they're all really really important all emotions are equally valid um so validating labels so that is literally articulating what you're feeling i write i journal a lot i write down a lot of um what i'm feeling um which helps me sort of begin to unpack why um and then understanding so as we talked earlier consider what happened why did i feel or respond in that way that's a bit especially if it's an extreme response have you experienced it before and what are the consequences of of what you've experienced before how did that work out um and i put natural and engineered because there's the physiological and natural responses and then the engineered responses are the things that we may do or not do to feel better or change it or whatever if that makes sense so with children you know if they've not managed to regulate and they put their fists through a wall well there's two consequences that you know there's there's two things that need to happen there one is the working out why they did what they did and helping them understand awesome. but actually for me and my kids they would be paying to fix our wall so they also understand there's a consequence as well a monetary consequence so that's a slightly different
0: slightly and the fixing different the wall consequence is that an engineered one
1: that's engineered yeah that's, so the, the consequence but there's two engineered consequences the, the hole in the wall, so they chose in that moment not to regulate, but the fist through the wall got gotcha. you. But I'm choosing, as the adult, to you know give a, a monetary consequence, as it were. So, Excellent. um, but emotional coaching in children is this all fits in, but it's a slightly different um focus. Um, and the problem solving, so how to manage going forward. So, actually, I recognize I was offended by Santo ignoring me in the street because. When that happened to me at school, it resulted in, in whatever you know. So, like, um, so it's recognizing what that is, being able to unpack it, and so how am I going to manage going forward? Well, actually, if I see somebody and they ignore me in the street, or a colleague doesn't respond to an email, or whatever that looks like, I'm going to choose to believe that that's that's on them, or I'm going to. It's kind of set, settling how you're going to manage going forward. So, for a toddler with a breadstick you know, they're going to keep breaking it up into a thousand pieces and see what, you know, they're going to keep exploring and, and be able to grow. This is all about growth as well. So each time we manage a potentially stressful or conflicting situation using self-regulation, um, it grows our ability to do that next time, like any kind of learning. So um, so this, um, I've, I've brought this in a little bit because... Um, This actual diagram here, the wellness to acute need, is one that's used um, around mental health, but it applies to emotional health as well. Um, And I've brought this in because I'm really aware um, that there's a lot of big feelings knocking around. I'm really aware that for a lot of people, mental health is a challenge. I didn't want to ignore sideline mental health because emotional health leads directly into mental health. Mm. So um, not many people have seen this as a model, um wellness is when we're at our best and we're feeling great and life is brilliant and we you know even in the challenges we're doing really well going through to acute need which is acute need is diagnosable mental health so that will be depression or anxiety or all the other things and um jordan i noticed actually when i was listening to the live on friday that you acknowledge that your own experience of mental of of adversity and mental health is quite limited and mine is so i did i did have postnatal depression after my second child so mm-hmm. i have some insight so most of my knowledge is learned um and i appreciate you know as so i'd like to put that in as a bit of a caveat um i don't want to come across as flippant in this at all but um yeah. so normally this is it's quite a good thing to look at, at where we normally function so we we all go up and down the scale so we all have really stressful days distress is where it goes into toxic stress so where it's dry it is behind everything that we're doing it's kind of a a part of a driver acute need is diagnosed or diagnosable mental health um, conditions so um i just find it quite helpful to sort of recognize where i'm defaulting to in any given week so it may be that i have a really really stressful week but at the end of the day, I'm feeling at peace. I'm feeling settled, and I land on wellness. Or it might be that I have a really, brilliant, really, really brilliant day, but generally, I'm feeling very stressed. And so, just sort of, I just wanted to bring that, bring that in as a bit of a um, useful tool. So, that, you know, for me, normally, actually, I live slightly closer to stress than I do wellness. Lockdown for me, I'm one of those people that tends to harness opportunity, has yeah. actually left me primarily. Pretty high up on the wellness mm. uh, end of things even though it's been challenging with the children of course um whereas actually my children who have been re-experiencing the emotions from um you know from family experience a year ago they've been quite at, at some points in distress so i've had i've been working quite hard to help them regulate to be in wellness so it's, so i think it's just helpful to recognize that there's a big difference between how we ordinarily are and how we are in lockdown and um, I just wanted to put that in there so people who might be feeling really overwhelmed and stressed or finding lockdown really hard just to remember that isn't your default that's that's, that's right. now it's not always going to be that way
0: that's right um, it's temporary
1: temporary um and and for some lockdown will cause will be causing to re-experience big emotions from the past and so actually it feels bigger and it may not be a temporary it might be a an in well it's all temporary but it may be an interim that will enable you to get the help you need to address Mm. some some things from before so i've put help please reach out um to me to anybody um the biggest lie out there is that um it's a burden to share what you're struggling with it's the absolute it's for me i find it somebody somebody said to me this week actually oh i don't believe that a problem shared is a problem halved i believe that by sharing my problems i'm just um burdening other people, and my response was No, it's for me it's i when people share what they're struggling with is an honor, I'm like, Oh, this is great now i now I can help you we can help each other up. you know, yeah. I do a lot of peer peer support in in coaching, I've got fellow coaches and we we put each other up on the tough days um we need we need each other for that, so yeah, so I think i i appreciate i've kind of handed over a lot of information. <laughs> in a short period of time so any questions i'm really up for answering answering
0: excellent excellent well it goes without saying i mean thank you so much i'll give you a little round of applause for myself thank you without knocking my mic off <laughs> um how'd that feel first of all
1: um well as i said before this i'm passionate about this so Beautiful. i think my my biggest concern when i do these things is that i talk too fast and that i over communicate and then miss things that are important so i actually haven't looked through my notes while i've been doing this i just kept going one thing i didn't say actually is that actually just naming the emotion so in that moment where you're struggling to just say out loud i'm feeling offended right now oh that immediately engages the top part of your brain yeah it's been proven wow
0: it's
1: been proven that like just naming the emotion enables regulation. Jordan, so when you're... I'm feeling offended right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done. You'll be feeling more regulated for saying so. So it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. It just, so that's why if you see somebody that's, that's feeling really sad or yeah. looking really sad, just go up and say, you, you, you seem really sad. Mm. I'm so sorry. Are you okay? They will immediately be able, to, should immediately be able to regulate but the other thing, um, you know those moments where you really need a hug? Where you're just like, whatever is going on, you might not even know it's going on. You really need a hug. Because of the vagal nervous system that expands your entire body, it's all our nerve endings, yeah. being directly linked to the amygdala, sometimes people can't hear. If they're in a distressed state, mm. or if you're in a distressed state, you can't hear. By physically touching somebody, it sends a signal up to the amygdala that you're safe. And regulation can
0: begin wow and i almost wish you could i mean i'm going to do my hardest to make sure people hear that sound by it alone because as you know i was on a ig live about anxiety and in fact we've got um, a young lady called erissa in here mm. who um actually it had we'll talk past tense had um struggled controlling her anxiety and at times she would say jordan the last thing i want anyone to say is it's the logicalness oh don't panic come on you've got this coming up Mm -hmm. and it almost felt at times that she was deaf you know you just didn't want to hear it Mm -hmm. and you hear from even guys and and women that Mm -hmm. sometimes all they need is a hug and myself of course, when my bias has been the logical thing, I'm like, well, hugs not going to fix that. However, as you've just pointed out,
1: physiologically, it's wow. true to work. So I have a child who I work with. He's one of my favorite clients. Um, he's eight. I can't tell you any more about him. But That's when funny. he is really triggered, he is and so angry. And so I'll just come along and say, I'm just, just going to put my hand on your back. And he won't say anything. Mm. i just put my hands on my back. And then I'll just say, obviously with children, you have to explain what you're going to do and make sure you're, you know there's consent. You know, I'm just going to rub your back and then moving, I'm just going to put my arm around you and he'll calm down.
0: Wow.
1: And then we can talk about what's happened. Um, and so it's absolutely proven to work. And I, it's interesting, actually, I was on a walk a few days ago in the evenings. I go, for my oldest is old enough to babysit. Yes. So I go out, for. The, I live right on the edge of the bar, so I've got a beautiful walk. So I just go and walk for 20 minutes, half an hour. And, and the other day I was walking, I was like, I just found myself crying, I'm like, I'm feeling so sad, why am I feeling so sad, what is this? And, and I was like, I just need a hug. I really miss hugs. Why am I missing hugs? Oh, actually I'm really sad, and actually I was revisiting a pocket of grief. That's what was going on. But I identified it first by the recognition that I just needed some physical touch.
0: If you want to transform how you learn by reading faster and remembering more, then join other lifelong learners like yourself for completely free for 30 days. Crazy, I know. And what's crazier is after that, it's only £4.99 a month. No contract, cancel any time, because our mission is to make memory and speed reading training accessible to all. And remember, time is precious, so waste it
1: wisely.